Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Kevin Sheehan is a Fianna Fáil councillor on Limerick City and County Council. He's a former mayor and he's a former chair of the old Midwestern Health Board, which was there uh, before the setting up of the HSE. And he's on the line now. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. So you recently had a spell at University Hospital Limerick and you ended up walking out. Why? Before we get negative, Joe, and I'm very conscious of this, and I had the pleasure of saying this to doctors and nurses while I was in there, <clears throat> the conditions in Duradile and the reception and the efforts for the doctors, the nurses, the catering staff, the cleaning staff, they were all nothing other than wonderful. And I have to say, the food was quite acceptable. And, and people annoy me sometimes when they give out about those pints in the, in the hospital. I was disappointed the first night I was there, uh, the doctor said to me, Kevin, we're keeping him. I said, okay. He said, you have to sleep in a trolley. And I said, oh, the trolley's again. And, uh, yeah, I have no problem with it. And uh, they put me on a trolley. They called me at 3.30 a.m. And they said, Kevin, wake up. We have a bed for you. Man. I said, great stuff. Joe, what I saw in the emergency section of the hospital, the space was full of trolleys with people, chairs with people asleep, uh, outside in a waiting area on benches, people asleep with blankets thrown over them. We got 60 extra beds, Joe, in Duradai. Badly needed. Talked about a lot by national politicians, the promise, the foundation stone, the construction, date, the deadline in which they'd be available. But nobody told us, Joe, they withdrew. 18 existing beds. So we only got 42 extra beds, not 60. Why don't they come out and tell the people who pay for it all, the taxpayer, tell them the truth? That's no harm to tell the truth, you know. It's deceiving people that really angers people. And I was disappointed when I was taught that statistic in there. So let me say that at the beginning. I was very happy with terms and conditions in the hospital. But I was told <clears throat> by my doctor on authority that he'd like me to have a CT scan. And I put you down for that. He says, we'll see about tomorrow. Tomorrow came and went. And I said, that's that. No, it's the weekend. And we'll have it on Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No scan. You're on the list. But uh, you're not serious enough. There's worse than you hear. They're taking up the queue. And rightly so. But <clears throat> on Thursday, I said to my doctor, Doc, I said, I have to get out of this. I'm in a room, first class, sitting here in the chair every day, now for a week. My original problem addressed properly and resolved. Thank God. I flew in one of my lungs. That is the salve. I had an infection in my gut. That was solved, cleared. But I'm waiting for the scan. And when you're in hospital, Joe, my experience, if you're sick, you couldn't give a damn about waiting. But I was no longer ill in any way, just waiting for the scan every day. And the guy bringing me in my food, you know, he said, you're not still here. Yeah. 
and and I'll be here tomorrow. Uh, they were very nice people, though. And the food was excellent. I can't emphasize that enough. But uh, on Thursday, I said to him, Doctor, I said, I have to get out. Did you ever hear cabin fever? And he smiles. And I said, I'm suffering. I'm beginning to suffer. I said, from cabin fever. There's no business. There's no, I can't leave my room. That, and rightly so. They were the regulations for everybody. Not me. Everybody. And, and rightly so with the pandemic out there. And uh, that, was, that was a high standard to maintain. And they were maintaining it. And, uh, so you're in there for over a week and you're waiting for the CT scan, you are taking up a room and a bed. So what did you decide to do then on the second Thursday? Well, Joe, I was conscious of the fact now, and I'm no, don't get me wrong, I'm not a, a missionary or a campaigner on this, but I was conscious of the number of people I saw on trolleys downstairs. And one of those people could have had my bed. I only had to have a scan and go home. That was the arrangement. And he did say to me, if we don't get it this evening, Kevin, We'll get it this evening. I'll let you home this evening, Thursday. If we don't, we try to get it tomorrow morning. And if we don't get it, I'm letting you home without it at lunchtime. So Thursday evening, 6, 7 o'clock, I had had it, Joe. I was pent up with, uh, I don't know how I felt. I didn't feel like eating my evening meal, and it was lovely. And I apologized to the guy who brought it. Nothing wrong with that food. I said, take it away, please. I'm revved up. And uh, I, I just said to the nurse, I need a doctor. Now, there wasn't a doctor available at the time. So I said, I'm getting out of here. But she said, you can't do that. Oh, oh, whatever you do, don't tell me what I can and can't do. I said, oh, well, I have a great relationship with you. You'll be very good to me. I said, I have to get out of here. And an hour later, I had my things gathered together and left the room. I went out to the reception desk. <clears throat> Eventually, I met a young lady doctor. And uh, she said, you can't do this. And uh, we can't sign you out. I said, that's okay. I have to go. And uh, we had an exchange, but we had, they were polite. And uh, she gave me a prescription for some of my medication. And she said, you, you shouldn't be getting a prescription when you're doing this. I said, please don't tell me what I should or shouldn't do or what. Don't give me negatives. I'm not feeling great. And I sent for my son. And he arrived. And he had a problem getting upstairs, and rightly so. No difficulty with that. That was resolved. He was allowed up. And he grabbed my bags, and I said, come on, let's get out of here. And I signed. I said, give me whatever it is you want me to sign. I tried to be operative as best as I could. But, Joe, I had reached a stage, five days on a waiting list, and not being ill, and just sitting there in the room, and looking out, and wanting to get out. So I left. Right. And I presume this, the um, paper that they wanted to sign was that you were discharging yourself against medical advice. Uh, absolutely. And and and, uh, and my son signed it as well. Right. Took responsibility for me. But, but, but I mean, the, the ultimate point here is that we're talking to Councillor Kevin Sheehan. I think the one thing anyway you have established beyond question is that you certainly didn't get any special treatment for being a former mayor or a current councillor or a former chair of the Midwestern Health Board. I it, never said it, Joe, no. Oh, I wouldn't say that when I'd go into hospital. No, no, I, I, I appreciate that, but you didn't get it is the bottom line. You, oh, no, you got no, the same no, experience no. any of us would get Absolutely. in there. But, but the, the ultimate point being that the thing you were waiting for was the CT scan. Now, yeah. this was um, in August, so this, it's recent times. Have you got the CT scan? What happened? I didn't get it, John. And I had said to my doctor, look, I'll get out of here and I'll get it as an outpatient. <clears throat> 
you'll be waiting a long time, Kevin. He said, I'll be straight with you. So I said, OK, I'll wait. Now, that was the day before I come trip, right? But uh, what really annoys me is this, Joe. And this has nothing to do with the people in the hospital. The regulations that control the use of the CT scans, they're obviously coming from the HSC. And I had experience of this before, way back when I first became a councillor and I got on a health committee. And I've been interested in health issues ever since, public health issues. And I remember I had good friends who were travelling from Limerick twice a week to Dublin for uh, kidney dialysis treatment. Uh, there were sick people. Some of them were going to Cork. Some of them were going to Dublin. And I love it from the very beginning. We need extra equipment to prevent these people the necessity from going, travelling by train. It's hardship travel. And nobody disagreed with me. And eventually they found a space in the hospital where they would install additional uh, dialysis machines. But I said one thing, no. I am going for this on condition. And I will oppose it unless we agree to operate the machines around the clock, including Saturdays and Sundays. Because that's what they do in the private practice. <coughs> Those guys operate a facility. Let's be honest about it. It's an investment. They need a profit out of it. Okay. I, what I want to do is take a short break, and I want to tell you what um, the hospital have said to us, because we okay. got in contact with them, about the CT scanner. And we'll do that straight after the break. We're chatting to right. Councillor Kevin Sheehan. We're chatting to Fianna Fáil Councillor Kevin Sheehan, former mayor of Limerick, former chair of the old Midwestern Health Board, about his recent experience in University Hospital Limerick, waiting for its CT scan and uh, eventually walking out after a number of days when uh, it wasn't coming through. Tracy says the exact same thing happened to me, taking up a bed for a week waiting for a CT scan in October 2019, before COVID. Um, now, we have contacted um, University Hospital Limerick and they gave us a lengthy statement. I'm not going to get into all of it, but uh, they did say that we're sorry uh, while we can't get into individual cases uh, to any patient, their families and loved ones who has experienced a long wait for a hospital bed or treatment. We want to reassure the public that our staff are sparing no effort to ensure that wait times for patients are minimized in relation to our CT scanning capacity. There are three CT scanners in University Hospital Limerick, one in the emergency department, which operates 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and two in the main radiology department, which operate Monday to Friday, 8.30am to 5pm. One of these scanners also operates additionally on Sunday from 8am to 2pm. What's your response to that, Kevin Sheehan? I am delighted that you have already spoken to the hospital people about their practices. I don't like my criticisms being all one way. I'm delighted what you have done. Very professional, Joe. Well done. My response to that is that the private hospitals, Joe, who never seem to be looking for money, they run an operation. They run as well. So do we know. Eurodial is excellent. I've said that already. But in their their practice for dealing with scans is they operate the scan round the clock seven days a week because it has cost them a lot of money to install it. That means they have to staff it round the clock. Now, there are 
situations where Duradyl could fire them out if they can't meet the demand. Fire them out some of the the, uh, the cases. They could have said, after two days waiting, they could have said to me, Kevin, we're sending you to a private concern to get this done. Do you mind? So I wouldn't, no bother. Get it done. And, and uh, I don't even know how long these things take to get them done. But uh, there is, and it was there in the old days, there is, or sorry, there's an impression comes across, don't want to wrong anybody, that Dublin dictates a lot of the practices in our public hospitals. And <clears throat> they are, I blame them. I hold them responsible in Dublin, the HSE and the Department of Health, that they are the people who should be deciding Listen, you need to get a second team on the, on one of those machines. What they do at the moment is excellent. But that machine costs a small fortune. Who paid for it? You and I, Joe, and our listeners, the taxpayer. There should be more respect for our money. We don't mind spending money in the health service, but we'd like to see it being spent wisely. That's the word I would use, wisely. So the scanning should be available, the same as the private hospitals. A friend of mine rang me. He said, you're home from hospital. I said, hey, I'm always wrong with you, blah, blah, blah. And I, good news is I said, I'm perfect. And uh, how'd you get on Duradyne? Great. I said, Duradyne is great. I still criticize the fact that there's too many trolleys having to be used. And the 60 bed was a scam. There was 18 beds withdrawn from the service when we got the 60 extra beds. Well, just on the beds, they say that a total of 98 new single-room beds were opened on the UHL site last year between August 2020 and early January 2021. At the same time, a number of Nightingale wards in the main hospital building were refurbished and reconfigured in line with a long-identified need to move away from Nightingale wards to single ensuite rooms due to cross-infection issues. And that rationale has become more apparent during the COVID-19 pandemic. Bottom line, though, there is a Minister for Health. You're a politician. Should the Minister for Health do something about this in the context of talking to the HSE? I will be lobbying the Minister for Health. You know what happens in August in in public life. Uh, Everybody goes on holidays, same as the courts and all that. So we're back in full flight. I'm back this week, thank God, able to be back. But from next week on, we're in September, and everybody is back. Annual holidays is no longer an excuse. So I'll be lobbying the minister and the HSC to provide the staffing level to use these machines to the maximum to meet the demand of the taxpayer who paid for them. Okay, okay. Well, listen, thank you for that. I think it's important that that point was made today. There's a, another separate issue we want to talk to you about, but I think we'll do that on another day because this deserves to stand apart and on its own. Thank you to Fianna Fáil Councillor Kevin Sheehan, former mayor, of course, and former chair of the old Midwestern Health Board, telling us about his recent experience at UHL in Dora Doyle. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.